Good day, folks. Pastor Jim Thomas from the Village Chapel here in Nashville, Tennessee, with your daily devotional. Hey, I'm reading, I think, from a, a new one. I don't think I've read from Grace Notes before. This is by Philip Yancey. And uh, 366 Daily Inspirations from a Fellow Pilgrim. Indeed, uh, Yancey strikes me that way. I don't know him personally, but I certainly have read a bunch of his books. Uh, He used to be the editor at large for Christianity Today magazine. He's written 13 gold medallion award winning books. Um, That's pretty amazing. And one of my favorite ones listed here on the back cover of Grace Notes is uh, his book, What's So Amazing About Grace. I probably have given away a bunch of copies of that uh, in the last, you know, 10 years or so. He also wrote The Jesus I Never Knew, <clears throat> and uh, four of his books have sold over one million copies. So that's at least a testimony to the fact that the guy knows how to write. Now I'm going to read today from one called Disappointment with God, and I I hope that, ta- that title uh, catches your ear a little bit, perhaps uh, your heart as well. Um, the full title of the book is Disappointment with God, Three Questions No One Asks Aloud. Hmm. And uh, again, our fellow pilgrim, Philip Yancey, he's got a gift for articulating the naughty issues of faith, uh, the write-up on this particular book that uh, I'm going to read this selection from. Uh, he says, in Disappointment with God, he poses three questions that Christians wonder about but seldom ask. Um, is God unfair? Is God silent? And is God hidden? <clears throat> and the insightful and deeply personal book, as it's described here, points to the odd disparity between our concept of God and the realities of life. Why, if God is so hungry for relationship with us, uh, does he seem so distant? Uh, why, if God cares for us, Why do bad things happen to us? And what can we expect from God after all? And so Yancey, our fellow pilgrim, gives, uh, I would say, with great clarity and honesty um, and biblical reassurance, some really good answers to those questions. If uh, you're interested, I highly recommend the book Disappointment with God for you if you'd like to get it. The selection I'm reading today from this daily reader, Grace Notes, is actually called Radical Shift. And here's uh, what Yancey has to say. In my study of the Bible, I was struck by a radical shift in its author's attitudes about suffering. A shift that traces directly back to the cross. Hmm. When New Testament writers speak of hard times, They express none of the indignation that characterized Job, the prophets, and many of the psalmists. They offer no real explanation for suffering, but keep pointing to two events. Again, this is the New Testament authors. When they talk about suffering, they keep pointing to two events. Those are the death and resurrection of Jesus as if they form some kind of pictographic answer, says Philip Yancey. The apostles' faith, as they freely confessed, rested entirely on what happened on Easter Sunday. Those disciples 
soon learned what they had failed to learn in three years walking with their leader, Jesus. When God seems absent, he may be closest of all. When God seems dead, he may be coming back to life. (laughs) The three-day pattern, tragedy, darkness, triumph, became for New Testament writers a template that can be applied to all our times of testing. We can look back on Jesus, the proof of God's love, even though we may never get an answer to our why questions. Now, that's really helpful, I think. I've often said the the question why is one of the greatest gifts that God ever gave us. Um, When you think about it, No other part of creation asks the question, why? Other parts of creation ask, where? You know, where do I go for water? Where do I go for food? That's the animal kingdom asking that all the time. Um, But yeah, we ask this question, why? And it's perplexing sometimes, isn't it? But I also think it's a great gift to us. I think why always leads me to who And I think God did that on purpose so that you and I might be led right back to him. And uh, wow, what a gift it is. Yancey goes on to say, Good Friday demonstrates that God has not abandoned us to our pain. The evils and suffering that afflict our lives are so real and so significant that God willed to share and endure them. God, too, is acquainted with grief. On that day, Jesus himself experienced the silence of God. It was Psalm 22, not Psalm 23, that he quoted from the cross. And man, Yancey's onto something here, too. If you aren't familiar with Psalm 22 or Psalm 23... I really want to encourage you to go read those two Psalms. They're very short. Um, uh, Most of you be familiar with Psalm 23, but Psalm 22 is what Jesus quoted from the cross. And I'm I'm going to just use that as a teaser. I'm not going to tell you what it says, but I'm going to encourage you, go read Psalm 22 today. That's what Jesus quoted from the cross, not Psalm 23, but Psalm 22. And there are days we need Psalm 22, and there are days we need Psalm 23. You know, that the message of that is just powerful, that Jesus experienced that because he loved me, because he loved you. Anyway, I digress. Let's get back to Philip Yancey. Easter Sunday, he's just talked about Good Friday. Now he talks Easter Sunday shows that in the end, suffering will not triumph. Therefore, quote, consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds. And this is, of course, Yancey quoting from the Apostle James. And in this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. Now he's quoting from the Apostle Peter. Remember Peter, James, and John, three of the closest of Jesus' disciples. Um, and, and, you know, they just experienced in the first couple of centuries of the church uh, those guys, you know, the immediate disciples of Jesus that turned into apostles as well as 
Now, some of those early church fathers, man, they knew persecution in, at levels um, we, we will probably, and I hope we never do. Uh, but in this you greatly rejoice, though, now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief and all kinds of trials, writes Peter. We also rejoice in our sufferings, writes the Apostle Paul. The apostles go on to explain what good can result from such redeemed suffering, and Yancey has that in quotes, redeemed suffering. What would that look like for your suffering, for my suffering to be redeemed? That doesn't mean it's necessarily done away with. It does mean it's purchased back, it's meaning, um, it's purpose is somehow or another restored into maturity, wisdom, genuine faith, perseverance, character, and many rewards to come. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's so powerful. I'm going to read that sentence again. The apostles go on to explain what good can result from such redeemed suffering, maturity, wisdom, genuine faith, perseverance, character, and many rewards to come. And Yancey closes with this one little statement here. It's a matter of time, Paul says. Just wait. God's miracle of transforming a dark, silent Friday into Easter Sunday will someday be enlarged to a cosmic scale. <laughs> uh, that from the author Philip Yancey, an excerpt from his book, Disappointment with God, and found here in this collection of writings by Philip Yancey. It's called Grace Notes, and I commend it to you. Let me pray for us. Lord, thank you for who you are and that you love us so much so that you came and gave your love. You suffered and died on our behalf. You didn't deserve that. We didn't deserve you coming, but you did. You certainly didn't deserve to suffer and die, but you took our sin. And now you're offering us your righteousness. And that just is amazing to me. So I pray for each and every one of us that we would walk in the light of that great exchange that you put on offer uh, for each and every one of us, Lord. That you who knew no sin became sin on our behalf that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. And that, Lord, we pray in your name today. Amen and amen. God bless you. This podcast is a resource of the Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. Don't forget to also subscribe to one of our other podcasts, Curate's Corner with Kim Thomas. Every Friday throughout the season of Lent, join Kim as she looks at the story of Jesus' last week as told through classic art, prayers, and scriptures. You can subscribe to her podcast on all major platforms, including the Village Chapel YouTube channel, and you can find accompanying resources at lent.thevillagechapel.com. If you find this daily devotional beneficial, leave a review and share it with friends and family. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com. Artwork for this podcast by Kim Thomas, music by Phil Kagey.